Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. With me, this is episode 336 of Highway Diary with Ridge Hirschberger. How are you, sir? Good, good. I wish it was episode 316. Oh, <laughs> biblical. <laughs> so God's the biblical. love of the world. Yep, um, yep. Well, let's just talk. So you used to run the Holy Calamity mic at the Romo Room. I mouthful. so miss the Romo Room. Yeah. It went down like the Titanic. I mean, it just exploded. And um, now I, I saw something that Pat Bernard Tui is is threatening the comedy scene with threatening cap city with for supremacy supremacy have you seen this north star comedy club yeah i have what is that uh <laughs> i think it's just the it's the same thing as the roma room without the roma room logo mm. but i don't know if you've heard this but it's all going down because the brass tap which is where the bar is located the bar that has it in the back they they're closed they're not renewing their lease for the year so then that whole place is closing. So, so the brass not, tap's going down. The brass tap. Oh so first the comedy club went down, and now the whole place is going down. I will wish on the North Star Comedy Club <laughs> for my success. I thought they, I thought they should have called it the back room. Just like. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, Cap City's coming. It's just Game of Thrones, really, the comedy scene at the end of it. It's like you think Brit Prince Joffrey is, like, at the top. He gets beheaded, and then what? You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, mm -hmm. different dynasties come through, you know, different brick-and-mortar stores. Yes, I think it's good. I'm excited for Cap City to come back. I was never here when it was. You were? No, no, I've been here one year. One year? I signed my lease one year ago, basically. Okay. Um, and then my roommate did a bunch of drugs. So you were from a, uh, <laughs> you're from Pennsylvania. Yes, yes, central Pennsylvania, Altoona, between Altoona and Bedford, for like your near listeners. Amish country, near like Lancaster, right, right in the middle. Yeah, I mean Lancaster's about three, three and a half hours away, but like the road I grew up on, I grew up on, we had three one room schoolhouses on the road. The road's about two miles long. And there was three run-room schoolhouses and like three churches, also. They're uh, they were Mennonite. Do you know Do you know the difference between Amish and Mennonite? Not really. No. no. So Amish don't use electricity. Mennonites do. They all, both ride in uh, horse and buggies, and they both marry their cousins. And Mennonites <laughs> slightly less orthodox than the Amish. Yes. Amish are hardcore. Mennonite are like they're dipping their toes in yeah. TikToks, but then they're milking cows all day. Yeah, yeah. The they're kids like, try to slide in someone's DMs real quick, yeah. like yeah. a city person. So the Mennonites came first, and then the Amish broke off of them because they're like, "Oh, you guys are too secular. You're being too crazy. How about no electricity?" And that was like in the 1900s, around then. And who's laughing now? Yeah, who's <laughs> laughing now? Fucking coronavirus. They got. The truckers are shutting down the supply chain issues, and they're like, mm -hmm. "I made a can of beans today." <laughs> they're they're fucking ready, dude. They're 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 equipped. I like that accent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to. This venue uh, has changed for this podcast three or four times. We were supposed to go to a cow farm because of your cow background. Yes, your cow di disciplines. Then we were going to go to Barton Springs. Yesterday, we were texting. It was like seventy six degrees. I was like, mm -hmm. "No, let's go to Barton Springs." You're like, "I live next door." I was like, "Fuck yeah, I love yep. that place." Freezing rain this morning. So, <laughs> um, but uh, let's go back to Pennsylvania. Yep. You wake up. Yep. The Mennonites are on one side. Yep. On all sides. They're all around us. They're creeping in. They're, They're playing uh, Madden on an N64, <laughs> but next to the Amish with nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, they won't do that, though. But they okay. they don't have TVs or anything. 
but they will have uh, they don't they have washing machines, but they dry their laundry on the line. Um, What's a they use their tractors. What about what about? But when they use steel wheels because rubber tires are too convenient. So they drive them instead of cars. So they make mm. them wear steel wheels. So then they don't can't go on the roads. Mm. You don't get any character, you know, plowing with rubber. <laughs> no. You don't get any character making love to beautiful women. <laughs> it's like your cousin at Crossside. That's a character building wife. <laughs> yes. Um, typical day on a cow farm. You wake up. Uh, you wake up like four in the morning. And you get the the first thing you do is you get the cows in to get milked. We I grew up here. Maybe give you some background. I grew up on a hundred. Whenever I grew up, we had 180 cows. We would milk twice a day. They were Holstein cows, which are the black and white ones with the big udders. Um, yeah, you would get up at four in the morning, milk the cows, and then from four to nine thirty, you'd milk the cows. That's about how long it took. And then you go in for breakfast. You eat breakfast, and then you have to feed them. And then you clean up after them after that. I mean, it's not just one person. There's probably three or four people doing it. And then you go f- and then after and then you have lunch at like 12, one o'clock and everybody comes in for lunch. And my mom makes the lunch and we eat like traditional food like turkey, ham, like on a bench. Everything's an assembly <laughs> line. Do the cows have like time in the yard or are they in their stall the whole time? Uh, they get milked in their stall. Do they get like, no, like they get, even like prison time? Like you get time on the yard. Yep. They playing get, racquetball. They get to go out and then they come back in to get milked. We had, we had a milking parlor, which is where you milk 20 cows at once. And then it's like a factory pretty much. And then they walk through and then they go back out to where they, their living quarters are. So yeah, they get walking. Um, yeah, definitely. Did you have a favorite cow? Yeah, uh, yeah. Her name is Babs. Oh, uh, we Tell we me just about Babs. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about what is this a dating show? Because <laughs> um, when you just were saying, "Oh, they're black and white, and they got the big udders," I was like, "I think I saw that girl on Sixth Street last time. I probably <laughs> took her home." Tell me about Babs. Babs, she, she Why was. Why she stand out? Um. She was a uh, my brother bought her about ten years ago, at a at a fancy like we showed cows. So she was a show cow, like at the fairs. Uh, Have you been to a fair before? No, you've never been to a fair. I've been to a tri county fair in Jersey, but there was okay. like carnies putting you on like a yeah. tilt a whirl. Yeah, did there you go over not to a the, lot of animals? You didn't go over the animal part. No, there was just like selling like it was more like baked goods. Selling like some produce, mm-hmm. like it was more a town carnival than yeah. Like you carnival. buy corn, you get you know. So at these country fairs, they have we. You take your cows, you get them all ready and nice, and then you take them there and you, you show them against other ones. It's like a beauty contest for cows. So it's like that's how you judge who's the best farmer is in the area is how nice your cows are. So we he got this cow and we showed her and stuff. And she uh, she lived to be like 10 years old, 10 years old. Is that correct? And she had many heifers, like she had a lot of babies and they were all really nice. And the way we name them, they are all named start with the same letter. So Babs, I forget the other ones names, Brandy, Blair. Yeah. So they're, uh, it's just like all that. And she was just a really 
a really good. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> she was a sweetie. She was a good cow. Yeah. So she, she would just you she would was, point. She, hey, time to get milk. Yep. And she's like, she's, this is my job. She's super nice. To, right. Right. To humans, she would beat up the other cows though. She was like a bully because she was bigger than everyone else because she's the nicest one. Mm, a show cow. It, yep. Show cow. She was like a pet. Yeah. We just got rid of her and Fran. Fran was the last one too. She was a nice one. But when Fran you, never you milked sold as much. Her or you sold her to slaughter. S- sold her to slaughter. Yeah, we don't. We we slaughter our own cows to eat, but not the old ones. They go to the slaughter. They go. We sell them to like it's like Cargill. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cargill is they're the biggest slaughter in Dallas Fort Worth. They slaughter the most cows. Um, yeah, we sell them to the slaughter, and because their meat's too tough to eat. I mean, you can. So it's got to be ground immediately into hamburgers. Yeah, they ground it in hamburger and probably right. sell it to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. With like Epstein's victims. Very <laughs> inconvenient. Just mix it up. That's <laughs> McDonald's hamburger. Um, I saw that you. Uh, so I originally, you know, I think sometimes, oh, this comedy stuff, it's so hard. I'm chasing my dreams. I'm broke all the time. I have to take odd jobs. You know, I'm chasing cow ladies on 6th street you know what is my life cow ladies <laughs> what is my life you know and then um i see this video that's so soothing it's kind of like dr pimple popper you know yeah. uh, even oh, it's yeah. disgusting dr pimple popper but there'll be like a big cyst on someone's neck that l- clearly looks like agony for the patient and she'll go in there and drain the pus out and there's something like it's horrifying, but I'm staring at it because it's it seems like, oh, what relief, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I saw these, like, pedicures that cows would get where they would get, like, a nail in their hoof. Yep. And then someone would dig it out, and, it, and then they would, you know, all this pus would come out. They'd give them a nice shoe, a rubber shoe, so that Bessie, like, you know, can still bully the other cows around, like, nimble-footed. Mm-hmm. Did anyone have to come over to your cow farm to yeah. do pedicures? Did yeah. you ever do that job? So I never did it. Uh, this is a good story. Uh, you should look up if anybody is listening. You should look up those videos. They're very satisfying, and I got stuck on them now too. Because after we talked about that, I started watching them. Because yeah. I was like, it just makes me miss everything so much. And, uh, I saw. I, I'm like <laughs> a weirdo. Like, I'll like have a joint. And I'll watch like thirty of them. <laughs> It'll be like two inch nail and her stuck yeah. in the hoof, and then a bunch of pus comes out too. And it's really satisfying because you know how much pain she's in. But yeah, we would the the hoof trimmer. Um, his name was Chip. Cause he would chip the <laughs> he chip the uh, hooves. That's what every hoof trimmer's nickname is, Chip. Yeah. So Chip, he yeah he'd come about once a month and do probably twenty to thirty cows, and it would be a big deal because we'd have to be there and have to guide the cows into this machine. There was different. There's different ways. I know the videos I've seen of the hoof trimming is very close up, and you can't really see what's happening to the cow. Like, well, it's clearly they like put the yeah. hoof like so they isolate it in this like crank mm-hmm. so that in a crane like thing yeah. he doesn't get kicked in the head while he's mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. so there's different ways there's that way where the cow you just do each foot individually like a horse mm-hmm. and then with the guy we had though you the cow would walk into this thing and then it would flip her on her side so it would be like she'd be like mm-hmm. f- she'd be like four feet off the ground on her side and then they all four feet are off the ground and then they do them that way. That's how our guy did it. But that's not as popular anymore because it causes uh, their stomachs to get twisted up sometimes. But, yeah, 
And that was always a fun day. Uh, what else was I going to say? About I that? broke my IKEA mattress like that, but go on. Flipping it on its side. <laughs> the heifer from Sixth Street. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He come. But now they just lift up one foot, which is much better. Right. Right. And they charge per. It depends on what they do to the hoof for like for the pedicure is how much they charge for it, um, and how much stuff they use. Yeah, that's an important thing. But if you treat your cows properly, they shouldn't need their hoofs trimmed. Very you got to just like, you know, not leave nails around. Or not <laughs> like, you know. But like mm-hmm. you, a little piece of glass might get it. You know, Anything, you never yeah. know. They're, they're kind of walking on gravel type shit. Yeah, all the and time. the farm's huge. So, yeah. You're um, bound to do, fall into something like that. What oh, the, the story. Oh, yes. So my dad used to do that when I was growing up, like 10. We had our own hoof trimming table is what they call them. And one time there we used chains, used chains to tie the feet down to around their ankles pretty much. And he did that and the cow kicked and it took the end of his finger off. Like the chain was behind it and it just ripped it off. It was called degloving it. And he came into the house. I was homeschooled, so we were there. And he was screaming and yelling, and we're like, "Oh no, what happened?" And then he had to go to the vet. Uh, the vet. <laughs> it's look. It's a one horse town, you know. The veterinarian just he does degloving as well. Yes, he goes. was Chip, the foot guy too. Chip, so. yeah, he and the pastor on on Wednesdays. <laughs> yep. So he had to get that fixed, and that, and then my grandma was real worried that he wasn't gonna be able to play the piano anymore. But he was. He's still able to do that. So then we well, we I always got uh, hired a person after that. I think that was a euphemism your mom was saying. I'm <laughs> not going to be able to play the piano. <laughs> I don't anymore, know what you know you're know talking I mean. about. You know I mean. <laughs> yeah. So then that ended our hoof trimming experiences. So I never <laughs> learned. <laughs> and you started calling. Okay, let's get Chip because our fingers are getting degloved. Yeah. Um, is that the biggest mistake that happened on the dairy farm? What was the biggest mistake you made on the dairy farm? Oh, like you goodness. got injured or like, you know. Um. I was helping my brother-in-law put a parlor in, and uh, we were putting a vacuum pump. It's like a 30 or 40 horsepower vacuum pump, um, which is like an electric motor, and it sucks. It has vacuum, so it can pull the milk out of the udder. It like pulls it and massages it, and we started that thing up, and I was putting a hose in to like check the pressure, and I was drilling into PVC while it was running in my bit. My bit sucked in and went into the motor, and then it just blew apart the motor because it went into the <laughs> everything. And it was like a $15,000 motor, oh, <laughs> and no. I just blew it up. Yeah, it was completely my fault. There was like nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Um, that was probably the most monetary thing that happened. Plus all the milk. Yeah, and all the time that it took to put a new motor in. And because the cows were already behind on schedule, so they have to stay on schedule. Uh, I don't think the, their udders explode if they. So their udders. W- <laughs> Sorry, that's a funny question. <laughs> they don't explode. <laughs> I just picture a cow udder exploding. <laughs> I'm way behind ever. schedule. Bessie, get in there. <laughs> oh, it's too late. <laughs> There's cottage cheese everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, pick that up. We can sell it. Uh, yeah. They don't explode. They just get sick and die. <laughs> they get milk fever, oh. which is a disease. Yeah, which is too com- too much. You can give them calcium. They're d- deficient in calcium, so you can give them calcium to bring the milk fever down. But, yeah, they wouldn't be healthy. 
like would that work with like an ice cream headache yeah just take some calcium uh yeah i think so it works the same um what was the best day on the farm the best day it seems like a grind it's like when you're describing it you wake up at four four five your milk until nine four five then you get breakfast you're yeah. working five hours before breakfast yeah yep. then the cows breakfast gotta, is so good though yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you gotta feed the cows, and then you have to milk them again at night at four p.m. until like eight p.m. And then after that, you go to church or you do whatever you do. Yeah, it's a grind. Yeah. Um, the best day on the farm, I don't know, making hay, planting corn, just something like the first time you do it of the year, just when you get the when you break ground, and you you set the corn planter down, and then you just go for like ten hours, twelve hours. And you're from, you're like 10 to 8 at night or whatever. And you're just there. You're listening to music and you're planting corn. That's a good day. And, and nothing breaks. That's the main thing. If nothing breaks, it's good. You don't break like uh, a suction motor that's 15,000. <laughs> yes, if, if that doesn't happen. <laughs> and then after, if you feel like you accomplished a lot, that's a that's a good day. Um, we always had fun. You ever hear of unloading hay? Have you ever unloaded you don't come from a country background at all, right? I'm a city boy. <laughs> no, I'm from New Jersey. I was from like a rural part, but like, I don't know. Not farm? No. Because uh, there's this thing, it's called unloading hay. And what you, you, When you're growing up, you just invite all your friends over from the like football team or whatever. And there's like uh, six of us. And you take those, the hay bales that you see, they're like 40 or 50 pounds. And you put them on an elevator and they take them up into the barn and then you stack them in the barn. And it takes so many people and it's so hard. But it's also a lot of fun because you get to do it with your friends. And it's just like a hard experience that you won't happen other times in your life. And so then the afterwards you go swim in the pond. <laughs> so the advantage is to have all the hay up and then you mm -hmm. just drop one down. Yep. It debundles and that's the feed. Yep. Yep. So and it's easier that way. Up. That's how you store it for winter. Oh, wow. If not, you wouldn't have enough feed for winter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, udders start exploding. That was like the worst day. But looking back, it's also the best day. Character building. Yeah. And... Yeah. You appreciate it once you get older doing that, but you probably don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I haven't done that in years. Uh, so characters that work there, you talk about Chip. Chip, y yep. You know what other like lunatics worked at your camp? Uh, we were. Uh, <laughs> we have a. We have a the vet. The vet is a guy that always comes around. He's always like the intellectual person because he's a vet, and it's harder to be a vet than a doctor. So, like, he's always a well-respected person around, uh, comes around, and he, you will call him at, like, 2 in the morning whenever a cow is is uh, birthing, and he'll come out, and he'll help you out on the farm and help you get everything, get the cow delivered correctly and save the baby and the mom. And that's, that. he was a pretty good character. He, uh, he would come, it would be the dead of winter, like, colder than it is now and he would just be shirtless just his arm deep in a cow it's just blood all over him he's like he's not overweight he's a little bit i mean he's a little overweight but not bad and it was just we haven't we had him probably for we've had him for 10 years we still he's still there but like we used to have a vet before that that didn't do that it was more professional but when he showed up it was like oh <laughs> this is different and yeah. he's like real hands-on and good 
Well, I mean, that. he's getting naked, shoving his hands. Like, <laughs> how much more hands-on can you get? Yeah, Jesus it's Christ. literally hands-in. <laughs> and then he's like, smells his arm. He's like, yeah, this is a good menstruation. It's like, Jesus. He like, it. I think yeah. she's like, uh, all right, two two days from now, she'll, I don't know. <laughs> like he just oh, I love him. He's uh, the driest. He has the driest sense of humor. He does not bullshit at all. It's just, these are the facts. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know how him and my dad get along, but they do somehow, and they have. Yeah. So he's one. Um, the milkers are always interesting. So growing up, we would have people my age that I went to school with, we'd milk, and it would be always a crazy time. We'd be in there playing loud music, chasing the cows around, chewing tobacco. Uh, That's the first time I ever dipped was in the milking parlor <laughs> when I was uh 16 14 probably i got so dizzy and stuff and then we eventually we switched over to hispanic help and they are much better <laughs> they show up on time every day and they're yeah. really good and uh we appreciate them a lot uh then there's the so those are the milkers the vet the hoof trimmer then there's the the field workers which are people that uh, drive tractors and do the field work and they're always interesting because they're always semi-lazy because did you have only grass to feed the cows or did you have other crops uh we w we feed them a mix of corn silage which is corn haylage which is hay which is fermented hay um that's the main two ingredients and then we feed them beans a smaller amount which would be like a protein shake would be like giving them beans. And then we have supplements, which would be like your uh, uh, vitamin C and stuff like that that we give them to. And it all gets mixed up together in this big machine. Like a, like a, like a, we have a mixer for pies or whatever, but then you get a huge machine that would mix it up. And they get that. That's what the milk cows get. So they get a variety of stuff. Um, they get crawfish when they're in <laughs> They could get crawfish. <laughs> Some of the supplement is uh, like I was reading on it. There was like donut extracts, just like anything, any leftover food from restaurants and stuff. Right. They would send it to the feed company and they they would use it. I swear <coughs> to God, this girl on 6th Street, she had the same diet. I want to meet this girl. Do you identify as white trash? Because I do. <laughs> you identify as white trash? I don't identify as white trash, even though it seems like I would. And I don't identify as a redneck either. Mm. Uh, I always consider... What's your pronoun? <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just in Pennsylvania, a lot of the people I were around were rednecks more because they would just do crazy stuff with guns and dynamite and just blow up stuff. But we never... Our family never did that too much. I, I don't know. I would say it's... We never did redneck shit so much. Well, I guess we did, but... Uh, <laughs> Just like doing donuts in a field yeah, type you're of right. stuff. Yeah, we did. Uh, what are we saying? White trash. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we never grew up in a trailer park. It was right, like, right. It's like farming is... Rednecks, I feel like, live in the woods and have big trucks jacked up. And they, they don't have a lot... It's just different than farming but <laughs> i don't know hillbilly maybe oh well, you're working hard I, I and what i like about you ridge is that like because of your background of just like waking up at four in the morning and doing this like when you were hosting holy comedy uh you're just <laughs> nice <laughs> to everybody it's just like a fucking job and like other um you know 
MCs, you know, threatened to beat me up one time or whatever. Oh, no. And then I told you about that moment. And uh, but like you're just uh, such a joy to have because you're like more mentally stable. I feel like your whole goal. I think you came into comedy later. You had a base of ethics and morals and and hard work, mm-hmm. and then con- you added comedy. Some people are just vacuums of attention, and then they it's just comedy on comedy, and they don't have like a backbone. You know what I mean? I I see what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I guess that helps out because like I consider farming first and then comedy below it. Right. Right. Even still but yeah I, I, th- I guess that helped me out i i just know i've been through a lot of stuff even though i'm only 24 who am i talking about <laughs> i don't know maybe we'll get me yet <laughs> um but how has that been you're just chasing this dream now from pennsylvania the mennonites are on one side the amish are in the other you know little one one pony carts are going by with uh, really character-building wives inside, you know, cross-eyed, <laughs> and they're really hairy. Character-building. When you plow in those fields, learn something about character. Then you can just, like, st- eat stored-up beans all winter and just yep. be happy. Beans, um, potatoes, So tomatoes. what's my point? Then you go into show business, you know. You, you just moved all of a sudden to Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was planning for it. I was writing for a while and uh, looking at the best places to go in Austin, in Texas has always sounded cool. Like from Pennsylvania, I'm like Texas, that sounds cool. And then, it, and then Rogan moved here and I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. The opportunities and stuff. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild. It's a lot different than, uh, where I'm from. It's crazy. Um, I don't like living in cities, but it, there's like, what else are you going to do? There's, what am I gonna do? A show at Rumspringa? <laughs> yeah, right. Where but, you can tell your body material. Yeah, I'll tell my uh, horse jokes, my cow jokes. But that's all I do anyway. Horse jokes. <laughs> my oh my horse god! Talk is scandal <laughs> in the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And the priests talk about it. Every one single room school is talking about it. Science <laughs> class is about adultery. Uh huh. Oh, one other room. Uh, since there's. It's uh, pretty good. Uh, like, I don't have to worry about talking too much shit on them because, like, they don't have technology to yeah, listen welcome. so much. <laughs> but there was, there's one of the rooms is just for special needs kids because there's inbred so much. They have a whole school of them. I think that's a, kind how of the shy. British royal family got educated as well. <laughs> The last uh, podcast, I played a lot of clips from Prince Andrew's BBC interview, and it was just like, <laughs> he's like, without putting too fine a point on it, when a man has sex, it's awesome. And it's like, what the fuck? Wait, he, he said did, that? Dude, he was like, without putting too fine a point on it, sex for a man is positive action. So you must take some sort of positive action from it's like he just saw a picture of Virginia Roberts, and that's what he started saying. <laughs> like, I like to come. Anyway. <laughs> It's fucking inbred. It's like the people that are running the show are just unbelievable. Oh, but that's a would, different. We're not. Who talking. else would you want to run it though? <laughs> Normal people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what a meritocracy is anymore. I'm just like been so beaten down by the system. I was told comedy is a meritocracy. Breeding. <laughs> So Bessie, she's the best cow in the farm. Yeah, she breeds meritocratically. Back. Everyone's like, "Wow, look at she's the show cow." She she look got her, at her looks. She got her own pen too. She was spoiled. Even the Mennonites are like, mm, "Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Compared to their wife, they're looking at their <laughs> wife in bed. They see Betsy walking down. <laughs> Character building wives. Might take a chance. Breeding. Would you would you get a bull semen frozen, you know, delivered FedEx? Would a bull come over and then, you know, you just let him loose in the hen house? You know, like, by the way, what a great job. <laughs> I mean, if you're a bull, if I got reincarnated as a bull and it's yes. like, you're the fuckboy bull, I'd be like, this is not the worst situation. Um, how would that happen? So we used a combination of both. <laughs> so, Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> we, uh, he was just rubbing his nipple. If you not true. False news. Know. He, he thought he was a cow milking so. Um, so for our heifers, for our first ones, the ones that are virgins, we put uh, we put a bull in there with them. So that we used to, and then uh, he would just run wild and he'd breed them whenever they needed bread. Um, and then recently we switched to uh, artificial insemination, which is the human does it and we breed it and we, yeah, we get fed. It's not FedEx. We have a, a semen salesman that comes and uh, sells us semen. <laughs> he just comes to, he's dad's friend too. He just comes to the farm. They take his shirt off like out. the veterinarian. <laughs> so. Here, put this on your skiing. It's really exfoliating. <laughs> yeah, and we, but like, there's books filled with uh, the bulls and stuff, the best bulls. So then you try to be the best uh, bulls with the cows, and you try not to inbreed them because that's never good either. Right. So that's why we use a combination of both. Because if not, eventually all your cows will be inbred, and right, right, that's not great either. And we're headed towards that way anyways because the most popular bulls, everyone's using the same ones. Right. So then it's just straight down the line. Right. But yeah, so we did that, and I will. I have actually, I've tried to breed before, but I have never got the rod through the cervix. Um, it just, I just haven't been. I've tried it several times, I just haven't been able to do it. And Dad's, he's just not the greatest teacher. <laughs> uh, the rod through the cervix. Do you put the cow in, in a in a machine to confine them, just like you would in the hooving process? Uh, we put it in headlocks, so like they're. They're just in a headlock. There. Yeah, they're just. That's what I did to that girl on Sixth Street. <laughs> she broke my fucking IKEA. Man. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. So, and then we reach in, and I reached in, and I was like, "Wow, this just feels like shit." Because you reach your arm, we can go into the in deep. their butt, in their butt, yeah, in their asshole, and, and it's connected to the yeah. You use your left arm if you're right-handed, okay. and then you you reach, you curve your fingers down, you touch the cervix, and then you put the rod through the vagina through the cervix. And then you so the rod goes the in with your other hand like this. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you go back and f- so one arm's in and the other one's going like this, like mm-hmm. slowly back and forth, kind of. You know. <laughs> you know. You're making this out to more than it is. <laughs> I just feel like it's like the old school way. I, I like the veterinarian that takes a shirt off. <laughs> like I like the bull that goes in there. It's like, yo, fuck this. So then heifer. Here, if I if, like the priest to be there to, so that they're married before he breaks their virginity. So interesting thing about priest and dairy farming. So if you get, you can have kosher milk, and all you have to do is you get a uh, a priest. I don't know what do they they don't call rabbi them? a rabbi to come in. Whenever before they take the milk to the milk company to distribute it, he just blesses the milk, and then you get paid like twice as much for your milk. Mm. But you have to pay the rabbi a lot too. You probably have to follow certain things. But I do know somebody that <laughs> hey, grease the wheels. <laughs> hey, oh, you want kosher milk? You want kosher milk? Yeah, I've got a little taste for rabbi Ben <laughs> Yeah, so that's a that is connected. 
Uh, get you good kosher cheddar. Oh, but then if the cows don't get bred back, which which means pregnant, if they don't get pregnant, then we throw them with the bull as a cleanup. And he, cleanup operation. Yeah, so then we don't spend any money on semen, and he does a better. The conception rate's higher, I mm. think. It's easier too. The way the Mennonites we, do it. <laughs> yeah, so we'd have a special pen for the bulls, and we just bring the cows into them, mm. and then. Sometimes we'd throw like two or three in there at once, you know. I was like, Dad, you know, this isn't how like it works. Like, he's not gonna be able to breed all of them. <laughs> and he stopped doing that, so now we just have one. Just one at a time. Yeah. Give him a break. <laughs> Let him have some uh donut slush in between <sighs> all those heifers. Oh, my goodness. Ice them down in between. I'm telling these stories, I'm just picturing them in my head. <laughs> Me too. Getting it's pretty hot. <laughs> um do you miss the farm yes uh every day all the time because you had a schedule wake up at four four five mm-hmm. every and day seven days a week yeah there was always something to do whenever you're bored if you're like ah, i'm not feeling good today well guess what go work <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter i feel great today great go work go work yeah uh i miss that but i also enjoy not doing that too um yeah definitely is this your room springer Rome Essentially, Springer? yeah. Are you, are you going to go back to the uh, old ways, the s- slower pace of life calling you? It's not about... Sometime, but like I hope to be able to be well enough off and successful enough that I can still continue doing comedy and have a farm at some point. That's the goal. But we'll see what happens. I was looking at videos of Bryce Mitchell, this great UFC fighter, and he's got a farm going. Oh, he does? And it's like he's, he fights, and then he puts his money in his farm, and it's yeah. like that's his long-term process. I mean, it feels, good on him. It's so rewarding because it feels like you're doing something and you're, like, moving something. Also, you're, you're let's be honest, if you're, you know, have your own chickens, and they run around free range, you eat those eggs, mm-hmm. you're getting the best nutrition you can, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I do, so I do work on a farm here, though, so I get some of my fix. Yeah. Work on a horse farm, part-time. So I get that, and we brought some home some eggs here, and it was cool. I was like, look, I told my roommate, I said, look, look, I got some eggs straight from the farm, farm yeah. fresh. <laughs> and they were colored, <laughs> all different colors. So I don't want to beat a dead horse or <laughs> fuck a heifer anymore, but... <laughs> But the, can we go back to the the semen salesman? Yes. What's his name? What's his first name? <laughs> oh, I forget. Name? I don't even. So he would I don't remember. A booklet of like mm-hmm. really hot strapping. Mm-hmm. And there was there's multiple semen yeah. salesmen. Yeah. Oh, they compete for yeah. business. They compete for business. Oh wow. And they bring their booklets of the cows. That is, it is like a hustler's magazine. Now that you <laughs> bring it to my attention, <laughs> it's like look at them. They like bring it in. They bring the magazine of like. It's almost like, uh, you know, firefighters that put out calendars like Mr. October, mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. December. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wow, look at that strap. It's like you bring the semen salesman's catalog into the heifers and just show them some pornography. <laughs> like, which one did you see, like? Yeah. If they're like. It's like, all right, that's. Yeah. Sold. And, yeah. And the, the amount of semen it takes to breed a cow is a quarter of a cc. So if you know those tubes th- with the the shot things, so that's a very minuscule a amount. Syringe, yeah, 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 like a syringe, a quarter cc. It's so small. They used to do half cc's, but then they got cheap and started doing quarter cc's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we keep we get this. Don't be stingy. <laughs> don't be stingy with those semen. I don't even. I I don't know how to talk about semen salesmen on stage, but there's something there. Do they have like some kind of rubber? 
cow ass for the thing to oh, how they hop get on? It. Yeah, so there's Are t- they using their mouths? Is the rabbi there to make it kosher? <laughs> Is he taking a little cum for himself? There we go. We're bringing it all back. <laughs> I don't know if there's kosher semen. I guess that would be straight from the rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> Let me warm up Bessie before. I'll play with the others before he comes in here. So there's two different ways you can extract semen from a bull. There's one where they have the fake, the fake cow with the rubber, rubber, everything that you're talking about. It's a, it's a dangerous job and it's not fun. And then the other one, they have like a huge, uh, like a pocket pussy (laughs) that you put the cow you, and you have a real cow. No, you have a steer. Yeah. Yeah. You have a steer. So then they can't penetrate it. And then whenever whenever the bull jumps on it, you just slide it over it, and then they collect it that way. So you, That's oh, much more dangerous. So so you have a mount a real one, and then you go blah 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 blah. Yeah, but wow. you it's like three feet long. It's a huge thing. If you you can look up videos online of that too, the horse ones are the one the ridiculous because horses are so big and so fast. <laughs> I've, there's another comedian that's in Austin here that. That was her job, she said. Like, I've never actually done that. And also on Yellowstone, they have a episode about that also. Mm. And I, I see memes about it sometimes. They're like, at least you aren't this guy. <laughs> and there was that Seattle gentleman who, I don't think he was horse breeding, but he... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I always hear this story. <laughs> I saw that video. It traumatized me. I don't want to like see it. I was fucking 14. My I don't friend Brett see DeRose it. showed it to me on the dark net, and this guy getting fucked no. up. Nope. To I death by a horse. Because uh, I don't know how they were planning. I don't know how it would have gone well. Like, he was just, like, kind of, like, up on stirrups. I think there was some, kind of, some <laughs> kind of apparatus to, like, slow it down. And then the horse was like, cool story. Smash everything. <laughs> how yeah, is that I don't know if go? you've ever seen horses mount, but, like, I, or cows. They just do it all in one thing. They don't. They hop up there. They do it once, and that's it. They're done. Oh, it's a quick process. There's no, yeah, there's no humping. It's just up. So when you have the rubber cow butt, right? (laughs) It's like a. You have to get the steer drunk, and then like kind of, kind of like give him a shot of testosterone, so he's all wound up, and he's like, "That's a good question." Look, I'll do this anyway. I know it's not the real thing, but (laughs) they're probably just as happy, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. But they have a they make if they make the like fake cow and then there's like a go kart underneath it and they kind of drive it around. <laughs> it looks there's a go kart underneath. Yes, it? it looks so funny. Uh, so they're at least like, the one I saw. Little booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it. I think they do this like, oh, we did have a friend that had a bull that was getting collected. I think they collect pretty often, like once a week. Or I guess that's not that often, but like. They have farms where that's all they do is they raise bulls and collect their semen. And it's then they have like a real estate agent who goes door yep, to door. Yep. Yep. Hey. I, maybe I should. Maybe if this works out, I can sell some semen. It's very lucrative. Just mix your own in it. It's like <laughs> half cow, half Ridge oh. Hirschberger freak baby comes out. Oh, no. Ridge, what have you done? Oh, what no. have you done? I tried, I tried to make a, a whole a whole human. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to do a dub joke. It didn't work. It sucks. Just get it blessed. It's kosher. Just get it blessed. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. I, I feel like I've uh, lived uh, <laughs> 25 years on a dairy farm. I don't know. Just all these uh, different characters coming through. 
just the the semen real estate agent, the robot yep. bo- uh, booty. You oh, know. sometimes if dad didn't like the semen real estate agent, he would climb up a silo to get away from him. Also, you like you go, you find places to hide. We would do that with dad too. We'd hide from him from work. We'd be like, ah, he's like, are you guys hiding from me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you just instead of not answering the door, you just climb the silo. Yeah, you just climb the silo. And you're like, I don't want to be bugged. It, is the silo got corn in it? Yeah, it has corn. It's like sixty feet tall. They're like those cylinder things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Concrete things. Yeah. Uh, cylinder. Yeah, no, I know. Inside is that just packed with corn, yep. or yep. is it like it's packed? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. They just there's a chute. It goes up yep. the top, and then you get it from the bottom. Yeah. Wow, yep. just like the hay bales in the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. I don't know what else to ask you. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy you very much, Rich Hirschberger. Uh-huh. I think you're a great guy. I think you're a hilarious comedian. Appreciate I I uh, cheer you on. I cheer your success. I like how you treat people backstage. I hear things, and uh, I don't hear any weirdness. I hear a lot of weirdness about other people. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Anyway, Same to you. I appreciate you doing this with me too. Hey, making it easy coming here. <laughs> I know I was gonna pick you up and bring it, bring you to a fucking farm, but this worked out anyway. Um, yep. this has been Highway Diary episode three three six. We have a sponsor for the podcast, ACBD Remedy. Go to acbdremedy.com. Use promo code Eric for twenty percent off your order. I like the pain and inflammation brand of ACBD Remedy because I use that nighttime for sleepies. I have a show April 1st at the Blind Tiger with uh, Ariel Isaac Norman, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. I just posted that on my website. And then I have another show in at the Secret Group in Houston. It's on my website, erichollerbach.com. Rich Hirschberger, what's next for you? How can people find you on the social networks? Uh, Instagram is Ridge Hirschberger, R-E-D-G-E-H-E-R-S-H-B-E-R-G-E-R. I have a website, too, that I have, but it doesn't have anything on it. www. It's just RidgeHurstBurger.com. I got everything. I got all them. YouTube, TikTok. If you want to see some funny TikToks, my TikTok's great. I don't know if you saw the video of me milking a cow straight into my mouth. Oh, wow. There's a video of that. Oh, nice. <laughs> Do you yeah. get home often and just make little TikTok videos? Yeah, I try to. Like, I'm going home next week. And I'm, oh, cool. So that's what's future for me. I'm excited about that. Yeah, we'll see. Are you going to wake up at 445 and milk cows for five uh, hours? And Might have to, yeah. We will. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Highway Diary, episode 336 with Ridge Hirschberger. Bye, everybody.